0: This is People, Places, and Passions, a podcast that explores the happenings with the people in the city of Altoona, Wisconsin. Scott Montesano here, joined by Mike Goat, the city administrator, and Brendan Pratt, the mayor with the city of Altoona. So excited to jump into another episode here, And, and this week we're going to meet a local business owner and boy it, it, it feels like just yesterday the guy set up shop in this town but he's actually one of the one of the first to kind of dove in to this growth of Altoona just a few years ago. Uh, we'll have a fun conversation with him and of course uh, see if there's anything else going on with the city of Altoona. Mike and the mayor how's it going? Great. Great we're just uh, went for a walk in River Prairie enjoying the day. It's
1: But uh, 40 degrees here in the middle of February. It's beautiful. Glad, uh, and the sun's angle's getting higher. Birds are starting to sing.
0: Um, just a really nice time to be here in in wisconsin and of course people can go back and listen to some of the the prior episodes and there's still winter fun and things are doing uh, with winter activities in uh, altoona and all of western wisconsin but before too long we'll be talking about those spring and summer events and we'll talk about some of the great uh, no doubt concerts and events going on at river prairie in a future episode those are all things that that come and go for lack of a better term but one thing that is now a standard in Altoona is a very popular shop that's uh well we're just down the just a couple of uh steps away from us here at City Hall uh Mike and the mayor why don't you introduce our our guest
1: well we're we're here with Bob from Rumps and uh everyone knows him (laughs) um He's uh, very much available and uh, very customer service oriented at his place of business. And, you know, Bob came to me, um, how long ago has it been? Five, six years ago now, Bob? Ten. Ten years. Really? Doesn't seem that long. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And, uh, you know, there really was nothing going on in downtown Altoona uh, that hadn't been here for quite some time. And um, it had always been. Uh, a goal and a dream of um, you know the, the leaders here in the community, the council to breathe some life into downtown and um, the, the problem was really there, there was hardly any buildings available to, to do anything in downtown Altoona. So when Bob came uh, and talked to us about his dream of opening up a butcher shop, in down downtown you know we thought he was a little crazy but we were certainly very supportive of of that effort and um, I I, thinking back to that time and just waiting and waiting and waiting for it to open there was so much anticipation and um, I I can just say that uh, Bob uh, did not disappoint and continues not to disappoint it's an amazing anchor for the businesses in, in downtown Altoona. And uh, it really has provided a springboard for some of the things going on that we'll probably talk about a little later in the podcast.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with Mike. You know, it's it was a, a treat and a blessing that Bob did come into Altoona. You know, as a real estate agent, I make it a purpose of when I'm touring people around and showing Altoona off. But the main focus when I drive down Lynn here is point out Rump's the best meat place in, in the area. So, uh, and, and people have already heard about it or some haven't, but it's like, no, if you want your meats, this is a spot. So uh, we're very, very much pleased that Bob was, took that initiative and, and came into downtown to help start and then revitalize downtown.
0: Well, Bob, since they've just spent the last three minutes buttering you up, here's your opportunity. There, a lot of people know of Rumps. A lot of people have purchased items from Rumps, but there's always somebody new that's just hearing for the first time, or maybe they've heard, but they they really have never have never dove in. So, explain to everybody what your butcher shop is, because this is a little different than going to a, the the you know the big uh, corporate store and, and pulling something out of the case.
3: Yeah, I mean, one thing is you know the di- one big difference is you know we make everything right there you know in house. We, um, I think we have uh, over 240 approved formulas with the state now for all the different products that we make, and you know. But I think besides quality of product, the the best thing is just customer service. When you know you can walk in and the the look and feel of the place is just you know kind of special. At least in, in my opinion, it is. And uh, and then if you you know are looking for a particular cut of meat or or don't know what a particular cut of meat is or how to even cook it or prepare it you know we've got pretty much multiple people there that can you know tell you how to prepare it or what it is or where it comes from and and i think that's um you know one of uh one of the things that sets us apart as well but just the small town feel and the you know part of the reason why i came to Tuna was you know they were looking to help businesses or want businesses to come and not not you know make it more difficult to, to try to start a business they were very very open to ideas and different things and um, so yeah that that was you know one of the reasons one of the main reasons really that I came here and after talking to Mike um, you know the I, I originally went to look at that the old barbershop building because that was actually listed for sale <clears throat> and they didn't have a sign up but it was listed you know kind of behind the scenes and I looked at it and I'm like well it's too small for what what i would need and then it just happens to be next door there's just a cardboard piece of cardboard piece of cardboard in the window with a handwritten for sale on it a phone number and i call the guy and he's like yeah i live two blocks away i'll come down there right now (laughs) and that's i mean the rest is almost history on that i mean it walked in there like literally like three four days later i made him offer on the building and we got started you know
1: so, so Bob, uh, w- one thing that's fun for me to hear from you, and I've heard this story a couple times, but tell me why you got interested in this business in particular. And I know your your stepdad or mm-hmm. uh, was a big part of that, and uh, just some of your hunting stuff and processing you've done in the past. So, tell us a little bit about you know why why a butcher shop.
3: Well, I, I've been in the food industry for you know over twenty years now on a different in a different Part of the food industry. And we'd always made sausage at home since I was a teenager. And, you know, we went deer hunting and we cut up our own deer and processed our own deer and everything. And the other business I was in was somewhat going in a different direction. And I was kind of looking for another opportunity or even a a safety nut, you know, if, if you will. And I just happened to be a tournament bass fisherman back then. And a guy that I fished partners with was buddies with Dan, my main guy at the shop there. And I had just met you know met him at a at a banquet deal and wasn't I don't know a few months later I ran into him again and we kind of started BSing a little bit about it and he was working at a, a different butcher shop and basically within a just a few weeks time without even knowing him and without him really knowing me just having a mutual friend we you know I convinced him to come with me and we we did it I mean it was it's pretty incredible honestly <laughs> of the the happenstance, you know, matchup between the two of us, you know, and, and my it, stepdad, he, he, he is all a bohemian guy and he makes everything from scratch. And so, uh, you know, growing up or as a teenager on, we always made our own stuff and we always messed around with everything. And so that was kind of part of it that I want to do. And then the other thing is there's just, there's a lot of stuff in marketing that, that I don't agree with or I don't like. There's a lot of like kind of trickery in the marketplace with branding things and calling things things. And I'm like, you know, why don't we just open something that's just really quality and not have to mess around. And, and that was part of it too. Just wanting to put great product out for the, for the public too, you know? So um, that was so, part of it. So talk, talk about the name because that has a special meaning <laughs> to it too, right? Yeah. So I was really, really trying to figure out A name, you know, and I, it's like, yeah, I could be Altoona Meat Market, I could be Bob's Meat Market, it could be, you know, whatever. And, but part of me wanted to get a name that was maybe brandable, that potentially could be franchised or whatever. I was kind of thinking that far out, you know. And so at first, I was just really trying to think of like some old German name or something that I could just pull out a hat, you know, and just call it, you know, some something, whatever meat market, you know, or butcher shop, and. And I thought, well, hell, I probably end up getting sued by somebody's family or something, you know. And all of a sudden, it just came to me. So my stepdad, is his last name is Rump Portal, and his nickname was Rump. I mean, that's just what they called them all growing up and everything, and, and then it kind of has a double meaning with, with Rump Roast and Rumps, and that's, that's how I came up with the name. And and uh, I kind of stole the Butcher Cleaver P idea from Prem Meats in uh, Spring Green is where we bought our smokehouse from, by the way. they They were expanding into... You know newer things and and uh we ended up buying their smokehouse and on their name on prem they've got the big butcher cleaver as the pea so then we did we put the the cleaver on ours for the for the pea and rump so nice so one one thing that
1: I've been incredibly in, impressed with um having known uh Bob for i guess ten years now or more um is is just your your work ethic and your business ecumen and your just your willingness to put in the work and just how damn smart you are in terms of getting things done and um, it really has served you well I mean it's been a business that's grown by leaps and bounds year over year almost every year so tell us a little bit about what it takes to uh, make a business successful recognizing that we're, we're actually, you know, looking at bringing in some other businesses in downtown in our um, container park. Uh, we, we, we actually got a lot of applications that we're going to start looking at. And, Bob, I'm probably going to ask you to be part of that.
3: So, Yeah, well, I mean, first off, you you know, you definitely have to surround yourself by by smart people who know things that you don't know. You know, everybody has their own skill set. um so that, I mean, that's very key. And then the other thing is, you know, work. I mean, you have to work. You, you know, Dan and I, in the beginning, we literally had seven days off in 14 months. And I'm not talking about days besides the weekends. I'm talking about seven days total out of 14 months. And this last year, you know, we got into, a, you know, an a employee situation where we had lack of. And I think this Saturday is gonna be my first Saturday off in a year. You know, so I've been working so same with Dan. You know, six six days a week, every week, week in week out, from you know eight eight to six, eight to seven. You know, so it if if you think you're gonna start a business and then you know it's all peaches and cream, you know you're you're kind of in a dreamland. I mean, unless you have unlimited funds. I mean, if you just have absolute unlimited funds where it doesn't matter, yeah, then sure. But uh, for most for most people that are successful, it's because they've been grinding it out. You know, yeah, they didn't get lucky. You right. Know. They right. didn't get lucky. And
1: I think, I think you're, you know, you taking ownership and taking that approach is, and being the face of of your business is part of what's made you successful because, uh, you know, people identify rumps with, with you and then they like coming in and visiting with you and, uh, um, yeah, it's, it it really does
2: make a big difference if you're there. So, Bob, you and I have talked quite a bit about development of downtown and what you would like to see and and how we should develop downtown. What are some of your ideas and and what what's your thoughts about the container park also that's coming in?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I like I like the idea of it um because it's very unique and there's nothing you know nothing like it anywhere in our you know immediate vicinity I mean I don't know how many hundreds of miles you have to go to find one um, so I think that's gonna be a a huge part of the success of it is because once if marketed properly I believe people are gonna come from potentially hundreds of miles away just to check it out just to see it because there's there's nothing like it and I know people have been to Vegas and other places that have them and so some people are gonna know kind of know what it's about and, and, and that might bring them here um, you know, obviously there's going to be challenges in the in because of the climate here versus a Vegas, a Vegas, you know. Um, but I'm I'm pretty confident in the city, um, because of just like just looking at the River Prairie thing alone and how, how much you guys have got that thing beyond you know a couple of private businesses and you know a park. I mean, it's it's pretty incredible how you know with the croaky curl and all the the you know the the, the runs and the the pumpkin thing and, you know, I mean, everything you guys are always working to try to, and I I don't know if people realize who's behind all that. And it's not, it's not like private organizations are stepping in and doing all that work. You guys are doing a lot of that work and getting it lined up. Not that you don't get private sponsors and things like that, but you guys are doing the legwork and the, the thought process of, of making it, you know, making that kind of stuff happen to one, make a quality of life better for the the residents of the area and two to um attract people from out of the area even to help support the the businesses that are there so you know for me having a business down here of course i'm happy for any kind of um growth or development down here because it's gonna it should benefit my business as well um because it's going to generate more interest down here the more reason to come down here the more people are going to come you know i mean like you know even like nostalgic bean I mean, I'm happy that they're there, happier than heck. I mean, obviously, you know, the original owners of that, they they said they wouldn't have even thought about coming here if I wouldn't have already been here and putting, you know, I'm putting like a 1,000 people a week on that sidewalk. So it's like now, but what's happened now is because of them, it's other people too. It's not just my customers. Now it's, there's, you know, we share customers, don't get me wrong, but because of them and they attracted a different customer base as well, now, they're like, oh, what's that over there? Now, now there are customers as well, too. So, that's that's a big thing. And, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, like with anything, just like River Prairie anyway, anywhere, you know, parking can be an issue. But, you know, there's a lot of side streets down here. And, and you know, sometimes people think there's nowhere to park. But it's like, in honesty, if you park a block away, on the, I mean, it can be a, all the way to the other side of the block. And it's not further than walking across one of the big box stores parking lots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's just not a parking lot. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean you could park over at the railroad depot and it's not any further to walk from there all the way to the shop than it is to walk across a big box store parking lot when, when they're busy and you can't get right up front either, so
1: Right. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that has been discussed with uh, you know, the container park coming in is parking. We are gonna add some parking directly, but we also um we're lucky enough to get an agreement with the county to be able to use the county parking after hours. So that's, and we haven't signed that and promoted that yet, but um, that that's huge.
3: Yeah, that's definitely will help.
1: Yeah, so, um, and l- like you said, you know, we had uh, the big boy event down here. It, we probably had 12,000 people in downtown Altoona and they figured it out.
3: Exactly. People
1: and- People will figure it out where they want to come and adding an enormous amount of parking down here and taking away uh uh, space that we could activate and create tax base and provide fun things for people to do to me, that just doesn't make sense when we have this grid pattern where there's parking on both sides and can absorb an enormous amount of parking down here.
3: Yeah. And I, I think that that's something that, you know, just needs to be, you know, beat into people's heads somehow. It's like, you know, there's miles of parking well you know
1: <laughs> when people want to go somewhere they figure it out now you know in in the winter um, when they want to go to romps, they're gonna to want to park pretty close because especially some of your elderly uh, clientele they of course they, they 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 definitely do want to but in the summer when when that container parks rocking I I think if people want to be there they'll they'll definitely figure it out I I agree so Bob what do you have any big plans for rumps what uh, anything new what are you thinking about uh, the future how is it going and and all that
3: yeah I mean I've been looking at some other equipment that would speed things up um, so that you could maybe venture into some other things Um, but for the most part I'm I'm kind of hemmed in there you know i don't really have much room for expansion there if i if i wanted to add on to the building or anything because it's already obviously you know we need parking too for our employees and that stuff um so nothing really crazy in the works you know we're always thinking about different you know different products you know and and stuff like that and but yeah nothing nothing crazy right now i mean just
2: Kind of, kind so, of, close along. So, how many different stores are you supplying your products to besides your storefront?
3: Um, Retail-wise, just three other places, and then uh, food service-wise, um, it's uh, several restaurants. We do something for you know, um, whether it's you know, just grind sausage for their pizza, or or we actually make the stuff. You know, obviously, Hanger Fifty Four because i was involved with the start of that and ownership of that um we you know we do a a, the most there as far as most um different products um out there you know even though you know i sold that a few years ago um ryan and travis still do a, a a lot of business with us and and uh but yeah i i've turned down probably more of that type of business than than i have because the retail for us is the is the number one thing. Our, our own retail, and we can only do so much. You know, I mean, we're uh, you know we have one smokehouse, and so it's 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 a challenge because at times like this time of the year, you know, January February, you know, it's slower. So, you know, you could be doing more stuff, right? But, you know, you got to pick and choose the season like seasonal stuff then because once summer comes. You know, then it's it's mayhem everywhere, and then then we pick up all those ball fields like Seymour Ball Field and El Tuna, um Tournament Circuits, and there's um, I can't think of the name of the the one in Eau Claire that we, we do now for their concessions, and so that's all of a sudden that's just this huge influx of extra product we have to make for all of those those concession places, you know, and so it I mean it's it's a juggling act because you you don't want to say no, I mean you don't. For two reasons. One is, you know, the best advertising is putting the product, you know, people being able to eat it. And then, um, so not only missing out on the sale of the product, but then the future sales of the product. Yeah. By customers that are like, oh, these are these are great. And, but you got to be able to make, make them customers happy too. You have to be able to perform. So when you're, you know, you don't want to overextend because then that's, you're you're you know, then nobody's happy then. So.
2: You've you gotta had, be careful you mentioned that you've had some needing some extra help as far as hiring as have you been difficult to find yeah it was
3: really a struggle and i was but i but and then all of a sudden i just hired four i just hired four people within the last few weeks and and um one of my buddies he gave me a little advice on that about you know filling filling the gaps with this part-time people and he said it's it's becoming more and more of a thing and i didn't i didn't really personally realize it was and i'm looking for full-time people you know and so then but i'm not getting anybody to come you know so then all of a sudden guys like yeah i can work on monday and tuesday and thursday and friday it's like okay and then this person's like well i can work every friday and saturday i'm like okay and finally i just had to you know change my thought process about it and go well these it and it kind of worked out perfect that they all could work basically when I needed, when I was really at my, my, uh, my most, um, needy times. So that, that was good. So now again, for however, however long this window is going to roll, we're in good shape and I get to take Saturday off, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but we'll see, you know, that's, yeah. that's part of it. And that's, you know, going back to your business ownership thing and, and these, these people that are putting applications in for the container park and stuff like that. They gotta re- realize that that's the deal. I mean, some a, f- a few years ago, I took every Saturday off all summer. I mean, I had 14 employees. We were just everything was rolling along good, and it's like, oh great, I'm gonna work part time now, about 50 hours a week. I can, get, <laughs> I can get my Saturday off, and and then you know then stuff happens, and then you, you as the owner, you better you better get in there.
1: So so uh, you know this. Uh, uh people places and passions is the, uh, and you know i just i just like to talk to people about things they're excited about and i know that uh your business is uh, right up there but you you like to do a lot of different things so if you do get a saturday off what uh how do you like to spend your free time and how do you have fun
3: well i'm i love fishing the, the most of anything and and i actually picked up ice fishing again now um which i hadn't done in years and so actually this saturday um some people that live on the lake there they they've invited me a few times and they have like this little annual party out there on the ice so i think i'm gonna actually get to be able to go this 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 time so that'll be that'll be fun yeah you you built a
1: place up uh in holcomb right yeah yeah so that so
3: that was a lifelong dream you know and and you know, it took me 55 years to get it, but I finally got it. <laughs> hey, that's not bad, man.
1: That's not bad. I think you're doing just fine. Um, I, I guess I just want to uh, kind of wrap this up by saying how much uh, I enjoy your, your friendship and having you in downtown Altoona. And uh, really, it, it has made a big difference to our, our community here. And I think this container park idea with without you coming there and the nostalgic being following, uh we wouldn't have gotten there. So I I hope that we can uh keep the momentum going here and uh really bring more people to downtown El
3: Yeah, for sure. And I, I think um you know, I just hope people realize that how how much El has grown and and the reason, you know, the reasons why are you know, pretty obvious to me, but some people just might not realize how much the city and, and you guys, you know, Mike and, and, and Brendan, how, how much you guys, an effort you guys have put in and, you know, even the previous mayor, uh, Jack Blackburn on, you know, this vision and just making it happen. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort. And and it's a lot of vision that, that people I don't think maybe understand that not, not everything works. And, and But if you don't try... If, if if I would have listened to everyone that said that that wasn't going to work, that Roman's Butcher Shop, that I was crazy, whatever, well, it wouldn't be there because I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. But I didn't, li- I didn't listen. I, I, I had the vision, you know, along with Dan to go, okay, this location is, there's nothing wrong with this location for what we do. Yeah. And, and, you know, when, when you do something right, people want to go do it or they want to go to it, you know, yeah. so...
1: Well, I want to, again, say, th- say thank you for your compliments there. And it really is, is the city, starting with the mayor and the council and our whole team, uh, really does uh, care about the community and put in the work to make it a better place to live for everyone that lives here and visitors. And it's really made made it my time here very rewarding and uh, really grateful for that. So, Thank you.